Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal. And I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Melting Pot. This one is a bit unusual and different. Reason being that I'm talking to, rather my guest today is um, someone that I know absolutely nothing about. So normally I do, you know, some research and then as we go along, you know, the the conversation just flows. But in this case, um, I have no background and which is why I'm excited. You, my listeners, are going to learn a lot more about my guest along with me. The jury's out on that. We'll see. Okay. All right. (laughs) So there you go. He's already started. Um, I'm talking to Rishabh Chawla today and I'm really, really excited, like I said, about this conversation. Oh, dear. So... Thank you. Thank you, Rishabh. And I think I'm just going to hand the mic over to you. Well, (laughs) (laughs) no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your story? Okay. Thank you for having me. So at this point now in 2020, it has been 11 years since I entered the poker industry in India. Okay. Um, when I first started, it's a, it's a fun little story about how I got introduced to the game. Right. Um, I used to live in the US uh, for, I was going there for uh, college okay. and I just moved back to India. Okay. And I have always not been a big fan of card games in general. Right. Oh my God. Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I still remember it was May of 2009. My younger brother and I, Rahat, okay. um, we were on a hiking trip in some remote corner of Himachal um, in the Himalayas and we were staying in this cabin and there was no electricity Okay. and we was just supposed to be there for that one night Right. and the only thing I enjoyed as far as card games was concerned was Uno I loved Uno I thought there was a strategy to it strategy is something that attracts me no end Um, and we couldn't find the Uno cards because you know lack of light (laughs) (laughs) So he'd gotten introduced to poker recently and he said, okay, well, there's this amazing game I have to teach you. I think you're going to enjoy it. And um, after much reluctance was overcome, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, he happened to teach me and we played the whole night. And then we kind of ended up playing the whole trip. 
and okay. we came back and he was supposed to be in India for the summer I had just moved back right. and we ended up playing with some of our friends who already knew about it right. um that whole summer right. and so then that, that was, was that. basically your introduction yeah. to poker <laughs> okay and and so why i mean you could have done anything else right um so why you know why did you want to continue with that i don't think it was a passion for you it was i mean so it quickly ended up becoming one because oh, really? um yeah. as i got i got really deep into the game because the beautiful thing about poker is it's very easy to learn it but almost impossible to master it hmm. because you have to keep making adjustments to your it's a it's essentially a game about decision making right and uh, for anyone who enjoys strategy yeah. they would absolutely love this game right because it's adjustments that you need to you need to know the basic math of it right. and then once you know the math then it becomes all about the feel of the game it all it it becomes all about how well you're able to have pattern analysis for example right. and right. how well you're able to understand the thought process of the person that you're playing with or the people mm. that you're playing with mm. and you have to so there's a lot of really fun thing fun aspects of the game like that you have right. to get into the head of the person that you're playing with yeah. and figure so out very intense, how they basically. would yes yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's often been said that poker is war with cards right it's psychological <laughs> warfare right, just right. happen to be played with cards right, right and you really kind of have to get into the into the headspace of the person you're playing with mm. and uh, think about what they would do in this particular situation right and therefore what should what your counterplay should be right so that makes it really really interesting because different people think it it's played over long um hours for example yeah so you have to figure out how they would be thinking now as compared to how they might have been thinking 3 hours back which mm. might have been different mm. because they are also leveling up so i guess they are in up. the same because uh, exactly in the same mind in the same headspace exactly. right yeah okay. so yeah, they say yeah. that there's hundreds of levels in yeah, poker and yeah. you the trick to figuring the game out is figuring out what level your opponent is thinking at mm-hmm. at that particular point in time based on his or her capacity right. for understanding and text and contextualizing the history that they've had with you so far because right. they're also leveling up right. as they go right. and you have to know how much they remember because it's not just one session it could right. be that you play with them frequently right. it could be over days months there are right. players with years of of history right. playing with each other right. so they've almost they are comrades in that they've also leveled up together yeah and especially yeah. their friends because i do have some friends in the poker space and you know we we play with each other hmm. but then we also talk about why we made the decisions that we hmm. made hmm. and then Is that it, gets more and more complex yeah. the yeah. texture is a lot more rich yeah. because yeah. now we have to remember the conversations that we had yeah <laughs> absolutely because when you're friends you're friends but when you're actually playing the game then you're competitive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when it, it oh that's super that's, interesting yeah are you a professional poker player so or? i used to be okay. um so quickly after 2009 when i initially learned yeah. i got um i started playing a lot and i started reading a lot there's mm-hmm. a lot to learn about it yeah. and i started to in my game started to evolve slowly right and it got to a point in 2010 i believe yeah. where 
it became um, where I got to be quite decent at it. Of okay. course, decent is very re- relative. I'm not right. amazing at the game or anything. Right. Right. Simply a matter of the fact that poker was very, very new at that time in India. Mm. So when I say decent, I really mean relative to the people I was playing with. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> but in 2010, I decided to play full time, uh, which I did for roughly two to three years. Okay. And towards the end of which, I also started a travel startup, but different story (laughs) (laughs) which I would love to hear about as well so are there tournaments Uh, yes there are there are um, there's two formats two basic formats um, of poker and the way it is played there's uh, tournaments in which everyone who's participating puts up a buy-in an initial fee and that buy-in is pooled together and then the top 10% of the field right makes 100% of the money of that tournament. And within that top 10%, of course, it's also laddered. It's also uh, structured such that, for example, the person who finishes absolutely absolutely stone cold first gets about 20% of the prize pool. Anywhere from 15 to 20%. Okay. Okay. Most of the time it's 20%. So there's a lot of uh, expected value, EV, in finishing very, very deep in a tournament. Hmm. And not that much because you've spent... There are multi-day tournaments. For example, the World Series of Poker, which happens in Vegas every in the summer every year. Yeah. It's a seven-day tournament of 14 hours of play every day. Wow. And there's 10 million to first. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's high stakes. It's definitely high yeah. stakes. It's super yeah. intense. Yeah. Um, the series is the one event that most poker players um, either want to play or never miss, hmm. depending so on. Where do you fit in? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I like now at this point in, in 2019, 2020, I have so many things to do uh, that I hardly get an opportunity to play anymore. Okay. Um, but did you, I mean, earlier, you know, when after two I have traveled a lot. Um, right. I came back from the US, um, n- not that interested in going back necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. particularly agree with the politics of the country. Right. Another, <laughs> okay, another, another podcast yes, completely. Another podcast. <laughs> okay. But I don't kind of delve into politics. I Excellent. I very clear of it. I only talk about, I mean, my podcasts are only human stories. So, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. So then. However, I do, I have traveled quite a bit, um, but that has been mostly to Europe. Okay. And also, I am not a tournament player. Okay. Because in general, I feel that uh, tournament players um, have to suffer through a lot of variance mm. because there is some variance involved in the game. There is some short-term variance involved in the game. Right. And then you have, it feels quite disappointing if you don't cash in the money, if yeah. you don't end up yeah. in the money yeah. after yeah. like a six-day grind, mm. for example. Yeah. So yeah. the other format of yeah. uh, poker is cash game poker okay. in which you can buy in for a certain amount right. the blinds don't increase the right. stakes don't increase they stay the same right. and right. you can cash out whenever you want Okay. so if you want to play shorter sessions yeah. or if you want to it's a completely different texture altogether because mm-hmm. in that you just cash out the chips that, that you have in your stack at that point of time right. Right. unlike the tournament in which you have to wait till the tournament ends yeah. or till you have no chips left yeah. and then they how much you get paid is on the basis of where you finished hmm. so completely different so texture. the format is yeah the format's completely different and yeah. that dictates how the game is played hmm. because in cash games the games are more um, they are intense in a very different way 
Right. Um, and there's a lot more dynamic in a very different way because right. in cash game poker, you decide which tables you sit at. But right. in tournaments, that is decided by the tournament director. Right. So right. Yeah. here you get an opportunity to create a lot of dynamic, a lot of history with mm-hmm. the players. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's... Um, it's a lot more uh, warfare-ish mm-hmm. because of the fact that you can buy in for as much as you want yeah. um, and it becomes more about, you know, the, the battle, yeah. Uh, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the ki- that is a format that I really enjoy personally. Okay. And the full-time poker that I played was mostly uh, cash game poker for that okay. reason. Okay, that's interesting. So... What is it that you do now with poker? Because you, you mentioned before we started talking that you have a company. Right. Um, so what does the company do? So um, I've, I played full-time for three or four years, yeah. all the way up till 2013, 2014. Okay. Um, and then I had this uh, travel startup. So you, you played full-time only in India or you traveled as well? I traveled as well. Okay. Most of my play at that time was in India, okay. but I did happen to travel a little bit. I have a history of backpacking, so that kind of, they combine. Sounds just like me. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, it kind of combines. It's like my my series, I mean, sorry, but I have to plug it in. Please. Um, It's uh, because I am a passionate traveler. I've been traveling all my life and, and I love meeting people. So I think, you know, just combining the two. Um, made perfect sense and to be together yeah it was meant to be together so that's how my podcasting journey it's not a very I mean it's it's I haven't really been podcasting for for a long time but I think it's just oh my god it just it's something that I am just so excited about you know yeah and I've been meeting okay an absolute range of people um, <laughs> you know along the way and I think it's just been incredible so sorry yeah okay no I mean I yeah. have I have this podcast to thank for us meeting I, I think it would have been uh, yeah. difficult to meet on this trip yeah if it true. weren't for the podcast yeah. so yeah. You know. so it was meant to be thank you everyone <laughs> listening <laughs> I appreciate it <laughs> So, yeah, so you said you got into, um, you had a travel start. Right, so I did that for a couple of years, uh, but the calling of poker is so strong. (laughs) So um, I knew at that point of time that I did not necessarily want to play full-time myself. Right. It was around the same time when I stopped playing full-time because poker, cash game poker especially, is quite intense and Mm. it's very long hours. Mm. Often it is very long hours at night. Mm. And um, that was something that I wasn't entirely compatible with. Right. Um, And it was around the same time that I started dating my now wife okay. and therefore it was you know it, for the first time poker kind of took the back, back seat, seat and yeah. and yeah. very quickly after meeting her I knew I definitely wanted to spend the rest of my life with her yeah. so then it became that year we traveled a bunch and kind of used up my bankroll <laughs> <laughs> for an amazing cause mind you <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, that was that was my investment uh, in terms of time hmm. at that time to just get to know her better, hmm. and that was two thousand thirteen was an amazing life. Right? Yes, so yes. yeah. So then, so when I got yeah. back to it, I essentially realized that I did not want to so necessarily you stay away from it. Uh, oh, you couldn't stay away from poker. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's. Um, I, I guess once you're in it, you're kind of in it for life because yeah. there's so much intellectual stimulation that you get from the game Hmm. and from the constant adjustments that you need to make and there's a lot of math involved so there's you constantly keep learning clearly I can't (laughs) (laughs) 
anyone can play <laughs> i wanted to get as, as close to the mic as possible <laughs> anyone and everyone can play it's simply okay. a matter of the right yeah. the right training i guess That's i guess yeah i agree yeah. that organically brings us to what i do today yes <laughs> in 2000 uh, 2016 um a friend of mine and i we decided to start and um a seed fund of sorts okay. for up and coming poker players that was around the time when we decided okay we did not necessarily want to play full time we wanted right. to play part time right. and also we wanted to give back to the community yeah. who we thought had given us so much you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me pile on this very unique and special podcast series melting pot poker not community but the whole idea of poker mm-hmm. had it sort of expanded in evolved india? in india or it was definitely on its way okay and so so you stepped in at the right time i guess definitely yeah. 2009 when i started in india yeah. at that time it was very very nascent mm-hmm. very few people played and did you played. get like reactions as to how can you be a full time all the you time you studied in the us <laughs> and you come back and how can you how dare you i have a question for you how dare you <laughs> Yeah. But uh yeah especially from uh my family um mm. it, I went through a tough phase with my family in the middle mm. because there was no understanding whatsoever at that point of time yeah, yeah. um and in general I feel like families are nothing but smaller fabrics of the society we live in at large yeah. and therefore often you will have a very similar reaction to what the society at large yeah. is going to have yeah. and societies are just a small fabric of the advertising and the media that yeah. they consume at that given yeah. point of time. Yeah. So yeah. the reluctance of the Indian society for example to accept poker especially in 2009 2010 mm. uh, was well established mm. but that reluctance had had very little to do with rationale it mm. had very little to do with logic mm. and much more to do with just what you know just assuming that every single thing that is done with cards is necessarily gambling mm. because poker is clearly recognized as a skill game. Right. Yeah. It's chess but played slightly differently with yeah. a, with a yeah. s- different set of paraphernalia. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's difficult to necessarily um explain that to your family. Yeah. When you also attach that to oh yeah by the way I I play full time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So um but what has happened especially from 2000 2015 was around the time when most online sites in India started okay 2014 2015 was okay. that space when online sites was becoming a big thing in India okay and then as these sites became legit corporations with large marketing budgets right. and they started to advertise in India right. in mainstream media which started happening somewhere around the end of 2018 mm-hmm. the society at large started to accept poker right. as a skill game right. because it was simply a matter of shining that light in that dark spot of their minds yeah. where they did not necessarily understand yeah. how the game worked yeah. and it was so much easier for them to simply relegate it to the dark ages so as it were you know <laughs> yeah. i mean i remember a conversation that i've had with a family member where the pandavas were brought in <laughs> exactly my reaction <laughs> So uh that was disappointing. Yeah. Um and not did not bode well for our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and often I guess um these kind of moments 
really define you mm. um, you know the way that you react to these mm. moments yeah. how how open a mind you can actually keep at this time yeah. really define you as as an individual as a, as a human being so yeah. i got a deep insight in in you know specific family members mm. and based on how they reacted mm. because i i have a very deep appreciation for people in general who approach concepts any yeah. new concepts yeah. we, from a space of curiosity yeah. instead of a space of pre-made judgment block. yeah yeah and yeah. that is so 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 important to have yeah. because that is how i personally believe that that is how you get to grow as an individual yeah. keeping yeah. that mind open not just talking about it but actually doing it yeah. um very recently i was talking to my mom and we were talking about how spirituality is not practiced in the comfort of your home with the air conditioning on on the yoga mat right it is practiced in the middle of conflict yeah. when you feel deeply emotionally yeah. about a conversation yeah. and that is the time when you detach for example yeah anyway as i dig- i digress <laughs> that's okay that's okay we're having a conversation remember a chat right so yeah so we talk about i mean it can go in any direction it's fine yeah. clearly yeah <laughs> so yeah so then coming so, back to um, yeah So basically but so yeah to answer your question there was uh, some reluctance to accept mm. but as there's been advertising and and media consumption in India regarding poker yeah. and how it is clearly a skill game mm. that has also pivoted my uh, family in that direction because they get to see it now in hoard yeah. on hoardings and yeah. and TV yeah. ads and and stuff like that yeah. and simultaneously um in 2016 I had started uh, this seed fund Okay. which pivoted into um an out and out training program okay. an out and out educational platform right that brings me to the question that you asked earlier about what i'm doing now in 2020 yeah, yeah. it my business partner and i work full time on the educational platform okay it's called ippa okay uh indian poker players association okay and it's the largest facebook group because that's how it was established back 7 years back okay. by him okay. and then we kind of pivoted into making that the platform right right so we are um, a training program and educational platform and we help new poker players who enter the sphere kind of handhold them a little bit and also help them understand how the industry works and what are the things there that you should know in terms of playing the game and also in terms of capitalizing on promotions the sites yeah. must be running might be running we also work with sites mm. um, so it's a combination of um, a marketing platform uh, as far as sites are concerned yeah. as well as an educational Education. platform right right for the poker players at large so um is there like a, a a lot of interest now i mean are there a lot of young people who are looking at playing poker professionally yes absolutely yeah. so it's quite interesting how in the last few years hmm. um if someone asks me what i do and i tell them they have i can see that change come over their hmm. their expression where earlier it used to be something like okay well i have no idea yeah. and now it is uh something like that is so cool, cool. Hmm. and yeah. um I mean I appreciate the compliment thanks it has nothing to do with me <laughs> I will take it anyway <laughs> yeah. but uh to be honest if I step back from that it's interesting to see how that perception has changed mm. where it's gone from them not knowing or them having 
um, a somewhat negative judgment yeah. to now thinking associating the game with something really really cool yeah. and something cool to do yeah. and that basically has evolved into therefore um, because in general young people like to do like to be perceived as cool themselves yeah. and um, this is something that we deal with on a on a almost daily basis yeah. we find people um come to us constantly wanting to get better yeah. uh, which is something we really appreciate and then there's uh, players who want to do it full time yeah. but they don't necessarily appreciate the amount of work that, that goes, goes into, into it, it. Right. because yeah. a lot of the players who want to play full time yeah. often want to just escape the job that they are currently doing yeah and this is one of our biggest teachings one of our biggest lessons that that we need to impart right before we even start a relationship with yeah. a player yeah. is them to fully appreciate and understand how much work goes into it and, then and how that how far would they like to go because of that exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. and in general like it is in everything else in life the yeah. more work you put into one thing yeah. the uh, the better you get at it is going to be exponential. Yeah. Your learning is always going to be exponential. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. if you yeah. do 10 different things hmm. um, you're, and you only have 24 hours in a day, yeah. it's going to, that for you to hit that hockey uh, curve, yeah. hockey stick curve, yeah. um, that learning for it to become exponential, it will take a lot longer. Yeah. So we do kind of lay this out to someone who wants to uh, do it full time just because they've heard from people that yeah. it's very glamorous yeah. nothing glamorous about it yeah. uh, it's but I think with anything you know whether it's a sport or whether it's poker or anything that you want to succeed at you have to put in the hard work absolutely. there's no there's, other there's no shortcut. alternative yeah. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah the hard yards are the only way exactly yeah. and because of the short term variance that poker entails yeah. and uh, there being no long term variance mm. so there's some luck involved in the short term mm. but if you keep making the right decisions in the right mathematical spots yeah. right mathematical situations basically it will come to a point where you put in this, a certain number of hands yeah. and there is no it all evens out the math evens out mm. in the long run yeah. so it's really interesting to me to, to just see as, a, as an observer mm. how that affects how short term variance affects the mindset of a person right. because yeah. the more stable your mindset is yeah. um, and the less you care about the money quote unquote yeah. so to speak yeah. and you have to so something that we tell our students is that you have to think about chips as chips but right. not the money equivalent of those yeah. chips yeah. because then you will not be able to make the hard decisions yeah. and it's very important to be able to make the hard decisions because yeah. that is where the expected value actually hides yeah. Yeah. so it's interesting to see players uh, go through that curve of uh, thinking about life, poker, and therefore life in the short term, because mm. poker is nothing but a, their mindset is nothing but a reflection of their mindset in life. Right. And how, and we help them with that a lot. Yeah. And that's kind of how it connects to spirituality and it connects to being stable. It connects to making sure that your mindset is right, which is detach yourself from the results, yeah. be as decision-oriented as, as possible, yeah. and have the faith that in the long term, it yeah. evens out. In the yeah. long term, a good decision made over and over again in the same correct situation yeah. is going to be the best decision, and you are going to be able to see that in your results. And I think that's that's true for life in general right so yeah. absolutely this yeah. is the one thing that i appreciate more about poker and the one thing that poker has taught taught me over over and above everything else mm. is the 
I mean, to to call it an ability is quite a stretch, to be honest. I'm mm. not there yet where I can call it my ability yes. <laughs> to yeah. detach. But yes, it has uh, brought me far in that journey mm. um, of trying as much as possible to detach from the results, not just in poker, but in life. Yeah. And to focus, to have a very hard focus on the decision making process. Yeah. And um, the very interesting thing about poker is because it is played with other people. Yeah. So it really increases your EQ yeah. because you start to get good at understanding how other people think right. and have conversations with them when you're not talking about poker. Right. <clears throat> yeah. uh, <laughs> conversations yeah. with them yeah. um, about life yeah. based on how you think they think. Mm. Where it's no longer a game, but just an interesting way to um, get to understand someone else's perspective yeah. in, in anything. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, um, so you, who's uh, kind of created the the training programs? Have you done both it? of both, both uh, your, your partner? And my partner, my business partner, and I. My business partner's name is Clovin D'Souza. Okay. Um, both him and I together have created the program. Okay. Um, and he now handles the the Facebook side of it, the right. public side of it. We are right. currently in the middle of creating a product. Okay. Where we are also going to have these sessions available as sessions that you can view um, with a membership. Oh, okay. okay. So we are actually yeah. in the middle of doing that. It's okay. also going to be called IPPA.in. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's an exciting time wow. to be alive. incredible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. I mean, I can see the sparkle in your eyes. <laughs> so thank you so much, Rishabh. I mean, I've really uh, learned a lot about you, about poker. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just been a very very fun conversation so i feel the same way thank you so much for talking to me thank you thanks i learned a lot about poker in my conversation with rishab honestly i never really expected my chat with him today would be all about poker and a footnote here despite his reassurances i am still not convinced that i would ever be able to play the game with all the strategy and the math and all of that involved to me rishab and his partner are most definitely game changers when especially it comes to poker in india isn't it so fascinating to listen to and learn about all the diverse and interesting things that people embark on today? For more such captivating stories, do continue tuning in to Melting Pot. Until the next one, this is Payal signing off. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.